guys, welcome to Starring Milana, the podcast. I'm your host, Milana, and this is episode six of season two. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening on the podcast app, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to give this video a thumbs up. Like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff. And to keep up with me, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StarringMilana. If this is your first time here, we have three segments on the show. The first one is called BTS, where we catch up and talk about my past week. And BTS stands for behind the scenes, so the behind the scenes of my life. The second segment is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer a new or different or fresh perspective if there's one to be had. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. So without further ado, let's just start um, with the BTS segment. My boyfriend was on last week's episode and, you know, I got pretty good feedback. I think you guys liked him. When I was editing the footage, I was like, oh my God, he sounds so fucking douchey. People are going to be like, why is she dating this guy with his buffalo tusks and his uh, too good for IHOP fucking spiel? Because let me be clear, no one is too good for IHOP, okay? Um, So... Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I'm too good for, like, Jack in the Box menu because they'd be walling out. You know, they have everything, right? Was that Jack in the Box or Carl's Jr.? They had, like, fucking Chinese food at one point. What are you doing? Like, just serve your burgers. But no one's too good for IHOP. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I think you guys liked him. And if you want him back on another episode, I'll consider it. You know, maybe on a more serious topic so you guys can get to know him a little bit better. What else is happening? I'm still eating sunflower seeds at an excessive rate. I can't stop. There's got to be some, like health risks associated with them. There's no reason why you should be able to eat like an entire bag of sunflower seeds. I'm talking about like the big, like three pound sunflower seed bags, not the little 99 cent ones we buy at 7-Eleven. I can't stop eating them. Um, And if you're wondering why my voice sounds like this, I am hungover. I'm not proud to say, and um, I'm not proud of my behavior last night, but I was trying to keep up with my cousins, which is never a good idea. And you know, they drink, they can drink a substantial amount and they were younger than me and it was a birthday and I tried and I was taking shots. And if you guys know, I'm more of like a margarita sipper and a wine sipper. I'm not really a shots girl. Well, I took quite a few last night, danced my life away. And this morning I woke up and I felt like I got hit by a truck and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't need to live this life. Like I'm too old for this shit, you know? So ibuprofen, lots of coffee. Lena brought me a, um, what is this? A $2,500, uh, smoothie from Sun Life. Yep. Bought me a, a smoothie. Thank you. It's quite tasty. So I'm hydrating and trying to get my shit back together because I was a hot mess express this morning and my dog looked at me, just gave me the eyes of shame. I mean, he was so disappointed. I mean, like, first of all, why did you get home so late? Second, why do you look like this when you wake up? Like, disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself, but I'm here. We made it. I'm recording. You know, I could have just rolled over and not done this podcast, but I feel like accountable. So thank you guys for making me feel accountable. Speaking of accountability, I try to hold this bitch accountable and she's still not reading our book. We are now 
done with book three of our book club and apparently only there are only two active members because nobody else is giving me their summaries and reviewing the book are you guys reading the book i'm we just finished first of all let's start off by saying a new earth is an incredible book it there are a few chapters that are really hard to like digest and break through there's a lot of very good like content in it but he does do a good job of explaining everything and giving really thorough examples uh, we read The Untethered Soul. I think that was a really good introduction to the concept of the ego and the soul and consciousness. I'm glad that I read that one first. But Eckhart Tolle, but it's different authors. Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth it really is a good book. It puts a lot of things into perspective. And um, even though I haven't applied a lot of it to my life just yet, I think I can see how if you apply the uh, practice of being constantly present, how it can elevate your life to an, another level. So that is something that I keep saying I need to implement into my life and I haven't yet and I will but besides that the book is very well written it's a very interesting he is an incredible writer and the um breakdown chapter by chapter with Oprah they did a podcast and interview for Super Soul Sundays and they broke down every single chapter it really did help me understand things that I wasn't understanding and um they have people call in and they answer questions so if you're looking for a book I would really highly suggest this one um if maybe you want a different direction in your life or you are happy where you are in life but you just want more, you want progression, you want to learn more about yourself or even other people, I think it's a great book. So I'm um, glad that we read that. This is book three. But now I need to read something that's a little less deep. <laughs> I need like a fiction book. I need something that's not going to make me think and question everything I've ever known. Like I've now read two books back to back like that. So... We're looking for a third book. We're probably going to start at the end of July. If you're interested in being part of our book club, DM me at Starring Milana and I'll throw you in there. Um, but yeah, I'm looking for a fun book and I think I'm going to recommend to the book club that we read The Woman in the Window. I heard it's pretty good and there's a movie that's going to be coming out. So that's that. What else happened this week? Uh, oh my God. So I went to a, I guess you can call it a hole in the wall. I don't even know what that really means, but I went to like a hole in the wall salsa dancing place and it was a Cuban restaurant it was Cuban food very like small not a lot of people know about it you would never know that it was there it's like in a little mini mall parking lot looking thing um and they have live music on Mondays and salsa night and it's like lit everyone's dancing we went to dance and all of a sudden Emma Watson walked in I was like shocked that she even knew about this place I think someone that she was with knew about it but she was salsaing on the dance floor not only with the people she knew but with like random people that were eating at the restaurant like she's so cute so sweet and she's a really good dancer um nobody like came up to her and, like bothered her or anything but I thought that was really cool that she was there and um yeah I don't know I, I really like this place I'm gonna go back I really need to take a salsa class because I learned that although I thought I had rhythm when it comes to salsa and five inch heels, it's just not quite there. And um, yeah, I need to take a class. Uh, and then another thing happened this week. I saw a coyote for the second fucking time. First of all, I didn't know if it, the first time I was like, yeah, that has to be a coyote. Then the second time I saw it, because it was during daylight, well, this is why I'm walking my dogs, just to be clear, okay? They could literally eat my dogs. My dogs are like nine pounds. The second time I'm walking, I'm like, that has to be coyote. Like, that's so creepy. First, I thought it was a dog off a leash. Then it got closer. I'm like, no, that's a coyote. Then I'm like, look, are coyotes that small? I'm like, maybe it's a raccoon. I realized I've never seen a raccoon in person. So I started Googling raccoon. 
oh my God, these fucking things are creepy. They're like scarier than squirrels. I never want to see a raccoon in person. Their fingers are so weird. Like, like that's what they look like. Um, I'm going to actually add a picture to my YouTube channel if you've never seen a raccoon. And you guys might be laughing at me, but I live in LA. Like there's not like there's raccoons running around. Like, and I don't have a backyard where I would see raccoons. It's just like around the neighborhood when you're walking your dogs. So I'm like, okay, I definitely didn't see a raccoon. I saw a coyote. And you know what? I'm kind of happy that it was a coyote because I think I'd be more scared of a fucking raccoon. They are creepy. And um, that's about it of my week. <laughs> I had a really uneventful week this week. Raccoons, salsa. Oh, yes, to add to the list of uneventfulness. I had a dentist appointment, which is never fun for anybody. And I had a deep teeth cleaning. And that wasn't deep. It was just a teeth cleaning. I hate teeth cleanings. It is like so uncomfortable. My teeth always hurt. It doesn't matter how great your teeth are, how much flossing you do. That shit still hurts. It's so uncomfortable. And I'm laying there in pain trying to listen to a podcast so I can like pretend I don't feel anything, whatever. And then I started thinking about like, this is uncomfortable for me. Imagine being the dental hygienist. Like you're literally scrubbing people's teeth. Like your mouth has to be the dirtiest part of you, right? You're putting all this shit in your mouth all the time. And someone is just there cleaning all, everything that's ever been in your mouth. You know, whatever that is, garlic, coffee, penis, whatever. They're cleaning everything out and it's like so gross. Um, so I don't Sorry, I'm hungover. I hope Gino's parents aren't listening to this. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking about personal stuff because obviously I don't know how to act. And I'm going to just move on to the talk-worthy segment. So here we are, um, the media, what's been going on. Let's start with the first thing that broke my heart this week. Okay, you guys know I love Teen Mom, the series. I love Teen Mom, the franchise, Teen Mom OG, Teen Mom 2. I love them. And I was watching my episode on Monday. Like I always do. I watch it every Monday when it comes out. You know, I keep up with them. And Amber's talking about how much she loves her boyfriend. All this is happening. And then the next day, because you know, this is shot like a few months in advance. The next day, news comes out that she was arrested for domestic abuse with her baby daddy. And I can't say that I'm shocked because she's already had this problem. She's already been arrested. She did, like, you know, hit Gary. And um, I'm just, I just feel, I don't know how to feel. I feel sad for her. This is the article from US Weekly. The Teen Mom OG star used a machete during the fight with Glennon. According to court documents, while he was holding their 14-month-old son, James, she was charged with two felonies and one misdemeanor. I don't know. It's hard because she's been very transparent about her uh, depression and um, her anxieties. And, you know, she she's just, she's always talked about it. She's always been on medication for it. She's been very open with us. And we've seen her, like, go through it, go to rehab, go to get help. She's really been... Um, trying to get through it and I don't I don't know what happened or what, if she was triggered or, or what but it's just you know it's unfortunate that this happened again and this time in front of her son and I'm definitely going to be keeping up with it I need more information but um yeah a machete while holding their 14 month old son I mean I would call the cops too on my significant other like if you're putting my kid's life in danger it's not just mine I mean that's one thing anyway so I'll definitely be um keeping up to date with this because 
one, I'm obsessed with Team Autumn, and two, I just think it's sad. I mean, she's just kind of like, it's almost like you're back to square one. You know, it's unfortunate. Another thing that happened is there was news that came out that the Friends show is leaving Netflix for good this time. Last year, there were like rumors and they paid them a lot of money to keep it for another year, but apparently Friends is now going to a new streaming service, which is HBO Max, which is basically HBO and like Warner. They came together and created this like streaming service, and they paid the for the fran- uh, Friends franchise four hundred and like fifty million dollars for five years. Five years. Let's talk about that. First of all, the residuals on that show for these actors is insane. They have been getting paid for a show that they did like 20 years ago forever, which is like beautiful because the show did change so many people's lives and they were obviously like the most important part of the show, the producers, the creators, whatever. But like, what is HBO Max? Do I have to get another streaming service? I'm like terrified. My biggest fear in life is that I am laying in bed and I roll over to get my remote and I'm having like anxiety or like a weird night and I want to watch Friends because it helps me, it brings me joy and I cannot find Friends or it doesn't work. I am like really terrified of that kind of night because I don't know what to do with myself afterwards. I don't know what else to watch and I don't want to get that. Well, I do. I want to get the DVD box just to have it, but I don't want to use it. I don't want to have to get up, crawl out of bed at midnight, try to open the fucking 10 seasons and figure out which one of the discs I need to watch, open my DVD player and pop it in and watch it. Also, I don't have a DVD player. Do people still sell DVD players? Are people still using DVDs? Yes. Okay. God. Um, anyway, so I don't want to have to go through that. So apparently I love like just turning on Netflix, picking an episode and watching it. So HBO Max now has them. I'm just like, I don't know. If I have HBO now or Go or whatever, can I just can I just roll roll over and use Max or is this a new streaming service? I feel like it's a new streaming service because they're like in like business with Warner. HBO now or Go is probably like they're gonna like, HBO can't have three things. Well, HBO one of them is if you have HBO, like you subscribe to the channel on cable, then one of them is now or go, you could just watch it online. So it's nothing. It's basically like logging into your cable provider. The other one is if you don't have HBO or you don't have cable, but you want access to all the HBO shows, you create that account as a streaming service and it's about like $15 a month or something. Um, This one, I don't know what this is going to have, all the CW shows. What is this going to have? They're going to make their own content, I think, maybe. Like they're going to be a Netflix. They're going to make their own shows, I think, Um, which is fun. I, I bet it'll be great. But like now I pay for Netflix. I pay for HBO. I pay for Hulu. I do. No, I pay for it. You have one? No, I use your Showtime. I pay for HBO. Let me start over, bitch. I pay for Netflix. I pay for Hulu, which is like, I could have just paid two more dollars and did ad free, but like I didn't just on the principle and now I regret it every day. I should probably just go back and pay, upgrade my fucking membership. Like what do I need to see these 90 second commercials for, for $2 extra a month? Like fuck me. Anyway, Netflix, Hulu, HBO. I pay for Amazon Prime, which gives me Prime Video um, and iTunes. I mean like how much, I might as well just get cable, like the full fucking package. I don't even know. I pay for so much shit. I actually need to just stop paying for stuff and use Genos. Like why do I have to pay for it? You know, because my sister uses it because all these people use all my accounts. 
I don't want to not use my Netflix account. So my Netflix, I have like a the like grandfathered in almost account, like where I pay like the bare minimum. But now, what am I supposed to do with HBO Max? I guess I cancel now. No, but I can't cancel now because then I. Like, can you use yours? Yeah, just give me all your fucking accounts, guys. I don't want to pay for one more thing. I don't want to pay for one more thing. It defeats the purpose. Like, now all of my media is spread out across all... Is there a way I could just have it all in one service? Can someone just Amazon this shit where, like, literally everything is... Like, you buy anything on Amazon, I can watch anything on this one. I would rather just... There should be someone who takes all of the streaming services, including iTunes and like Spotify, including music services, puts them all under one window and say and says, we have all of the content. We'll give you access for it. Your membership is like, say, $50 a month. And then they will go and pay off all these services for like, give them a cut of the money. Exactly. The service. But someone should do that. I fuck with that. Because by the time you pay for cable and HBO and all the shit, you're looking at like, what, 120 a month? That's crazy. Cable isn't, cable's so expensive. But how am I going to watch Teen Mom? I just should get someone's MTV login. Right? Someone's cable provider. I'm, I can't believe I, I'm, I'm behaving like this on like a public forum. I'm sorry, guys. Um, this is like when people don't pay artists for their work. It's like, I don't want to pay them. No, but fuck them. They're big corporate companies. Wait, I don't want to say this because what if like one day I get picked up by Netflix and I'm over here trying to use passwords and not pay them. I would love to be on Netflix. I actually pay for Netflix. I'll never cancel my Netflix account. Please take my show. <laughs> Please take me. Please have me. I love you. <laughs> um, bring back friends, motherfuckers. You know why I'll never cancel my Netflix account? Because they are revolutionaries. They started this, and they deserve my money, and I will give them my money. How the fuck do they make money? Their budgets for films are ridiculous. Like, The Crown was like $100 million or something like that for the season, or was it the pilot? I don't know. How do they have money? They don't have ads. How do they, I don't understand. They don't, have in, they don't have that many users. They don't have enough users to justify the amount of money they spend on producing films. Their movies are like $100 million a movie, $100 million a show. They're not making, there's no way. There's no way. I don't know how they do it, but they're doing it. You know what? Because you do it so well, I won't cancel you. You can keep my money. Um, all right, so that's about enough of that. What else happened? Lady Gaga announced that she is releasing a makeup line. You know, everybody is releasing a makeup line. Can I be mad? Not really. You know, it's a hustle. I think that... If you have something worthy to add to the makeup and the beauty industry, then do it. And she has been known for, you know, her makeup, her lipstick, her shadows, her this. And I think that if she, and I think she's very intentional. So I think if she's putting out a line, it's going to be very on brand with her and very well thought out and well curated. So I'm excited to maybe try a few things from her line. And I was thinking like, if I was ever in a position to have my own like beauty line what would I do and it took me a while because I don't know I'm pretty sloppy joe with makeup I'm just like this works let me put it on but one thing I would create that I I mean maybe it's out there but I don't think it's it's like good enough is either a concealer or an under eye cream that like really is like magical and helps with the fucking creases I always have creases under my eyes after wearing makeup for like an hour or two like their lines are already there I know I'm aging but I think I'm aging gracefully so I don't think that it's my age I think it's just the products that are under my eyes you know what else I would create 
This is like a little crazy. I can't believe it doesn't exist yet. Like someone, this is like new level technology. Is there a way where I can create my perfect makeup look and then just like a mask? Like you just put it on (laughs) and then at the end of the night, you just remove it. I hate doing my makeup. It's like takes forever. I feel like it's such a waste of time, but I'm not not going to do my makeup. You know, I wish there was a something we can do where it's like, okay, lips are on, face is on, shadows on. Well, lashes are always on. Um, and call it a day. But yeah, I'm excited to try her makeup line. And what else happened? So the USA Women's Team, they obviously won. Congrats. Amazing. Good for them. Um, but it's not all like, I don't know, like, what is it? Rainbows and what's the thing? It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Why is it rainbows and butterflies? Do they, those things make people happy. I don't really think flying things make me happy like butterflies. I guess they're pretty. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Sure, I'll go with it for now because I don't have anything else to say. Um, They are still in, they're suing because they feel like they're underpaid. And, you know, rightfully so. For a while I was like, well, I can understand why they might be a little underpaid. I'm sure it's kind of like a supply and demand um, issue. You know, like people tend to watch men's sports more and I'm sure that they they have maybe they have more revenue coming in and so they're earning more money but then I did a little research and at this rate like the numbers are crazy and it just doesn't make sense to me there's an article I read I should probably cite it I don't know where it's from sorry um in the lawsuit the women's team said that if each team were to win 20 exhibition games in a year female players would earn a maximum of 99,000 or $4,900 per game, while similarly situated men's team wins an average of $263,000 or $13,000 a game. Imagine both teams, and both teams are winning, and the women are making $4,900 a game, and the men make $13,160. That's almost three times as much. That's fucking sad. And um, then I was like, well, what about... Like revenue, like ticket sales, like this or that that they're bringing in. So I found another fact. Specifically from 2016 to 18, the women's team brought in $50.8 million in revenue and the men's brought in 49.9. So that was the only year that the women's team brought in more, but that is a million dollars more. But other years, the men brought in only $1 to $2 million more than the women did. So it's not like they're bringing in an absurd amount more money that they should be paid so much higher. They were getting paid three times more that women are getting paid when the revenue was more for women last year. But in other years, there's only $1 to $2 million difference. So it's not like women are bringing in significantly less money. So why are they making significantly less? And on top of that, they're the ones that are winning. They're the ones that are representing this country in that way. They have been doing it for years. They're really talented. And unfortunately, they're, I just feel like they're getting gypped. And the saddest part to me was after they won and they're celebrating this, all of their speech, not all their speech, but their speeches during the parade, and every time that, like, you know, you they're, they're winning an award or something, they're talking about equal pay, and they're, like, demanding for equal pay, and it's just so sad to me. Instead of, like, taking these moments to celebrate, they have to, like, bring awareness to a, a stupid issue, like, something that should be non-existent. We shouldn't be talking about this in 2019, why women are getting paid so much more, less than men, when they are on this way higher, more successful level of of the game. So I hope that they win and that like, 
I don't know. I, and I think it, it's the fans too, you know? Like, I know a lot of people watch men's sports, and it's great, and I do. Um, but when a team is this talented and this great, and they're re- representing us in this way, and, like, I don't know, go buy their jerseys, you know? If you're going to buy a men's jersey, why not buy the women's jersey? Like, go support their games. It's probably a little more exciting. So, Yeah. What else are we going to talk about? So Jeffrey Epstein was charged with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors. I don't have a lot of information on this right now. It is a developing story. We do know that he had a case of this a few years ago in Florida. Um, and he served like very little prison time and it was like a bizarre prison sentence. Like he, it was basically like a facility and he could like leave on supervised visit to like his office to work every day and come back and he had his own like security guards it just it was bizarre but anyway we know that he had there was allegations before there wasn't proper uh, investigations and I don't think and he got off and now you know he's running around free but now they arrested him again and they charged him again um and I don't have a lot of information on it I will like follow the story because obviously it needs to be discussed so I was watching um, an interview with one of the women that's accusing him of sexual assault, and she basically talks about the grooming process, which is something that we discussed very early on in um, my episodes with R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and how the grooming process, um, especially with minors, is the key way that they reel in a lot of these young kids. And the problem with the grooming process, aside from it being like the individual that's actually doing it, is the team that does it. And that's like the scariest thing to me. So when she was talking about the grooming process and how this woman approached her when she was leaving school at the age of 14, and she basically started grooming her, like started asking her questions and started saying, you know, then came back another day and was like, oh, this man, he's like a father figure. He helped me. He can help you. Started like kind of grooming her again. And it's the recruiter. Then it's the secretary who was Every time the girl exit, you know, exited his house, she gave her three hundred dollars. So, like the secretary, you know, the facilitation, all of these people who are put in place to continue to sexually assault women and behave in this way. There's all these people that are put in place to do that. And first of all, I was really upset to hear that they're actual they're women. Second, not that it makes it you know better or worse, but second, like there's some part of you. No matter how brainwashed you are, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I've never been brainwashed to this extent. But no matter how brainwashed you are or what position you are in life, there's some part of you that knows there's something wrong with what I'm doing. I don't know. That's why I say I want to do more research. And we don't, actually, we don't know more about the recruiter and the secretary and the other facilitators that were involved in this. We don't have that information. We don't know if he did this to them when they were younger. Um, we don't know how much money he pays them, what their salary is. We don't know any of this, but there is some part of you that has to know, like, this is, like, morally wrong. And when there's, I always think that, like, when there is a money exchange, like, when money is being exchanged, you have to think about what you're getting paid for. Like, whether it's a job or whether it's something like this. Like, if you're getting money in exchange to do something that's, like, morally wrong, it's, like, corrupt, You have to think about it because at the end of the day, no dollar amount is worth being on the wrong side of history. Like no dollar amount is worth your conscience at the end of the day. It's an ongoing investigation, so we don't know um, all of it yet, but I'm sure that soon come. 
ASAP Rocky was arrested in Sweden. And I don't know if you guys watched the original TMZ video. Basically, um, he was filming how these two kids, these, I don't, I want to say they're kids, but these two men were following him around, him and his crew. They were like trying to talk to them, kind of not like a, in a fan way, more of like a harassment way. One of them threw their headphones at ASAP security, then ASAP like, broke the headphones because like why are you throwing headphones at me um they kept following them for blocks and blocks asap kept saying please stop following me the guy's like you broke my headphones asap's like you threw them at us like of course you broke your headphones so they kept following them they kept following them. i don't know and asap was very calm he kept saying like please leave us alone please leave us alone uh for like a while a few blocks and i don't know what triggered it but they ended up getting in a fight. And, like, ASAP's people, like, they beat him up, right, in including ASAP. Anyway, so they got arrested, and he was um, held in – he's still there in um, prison in Sweden. And they're kind of, like, not letting him have proper human rights. Like, they didn't let him see a lawyer when he asked for one, Um Apparently, the conditions aren't great. I mean, I don't know. So there was a change.org petition going around to um, push people, push the authorities in Sweden and in the U.S. to do something about this because it's obviously unfair treatment. This um, tweet comes out with a podcast host. I don't really know her name. Chris Lee? Chrissy? And she says something along the lines of, I can't help... Seeing all this ASAP stuff with change.org, I can't help but remember this interview. And it's basically an interview where ASAP Rocky talks about how uh, people ask him about Ferguson and all of the um, issues going on with police, police brutality and the black community. And he basically says something along the lines of, I can't relate. I don't live there. I've never had these problems. Why are people looking at me like I'm, I'm not Al Sharpton? Um, this is not my, you know, this is not my space or place to talk about this, although he's black. Um, I want to talk about things that I know about, which is basically fucking bitches and lean and, um, his house in the hills. I don't know. So he did this in 2014. This woman brought this out because she's saying that like, she's looking at this ASAP and him needing like help now from the U S or from his community or from whatever. And she's like, well, do we remember what he said about, not knowing, not really caring about what was going on in Ferguson in 2014. So she did that. And I just have to say, like, this isn't like a tit for, for tat situation. I feel like she's condemning him for something that he said five years ago. And I know it's not an excuse because, you know, and who's to say what he said is right or wrong? You might disagree with what he's saying, but at least he's just being very honest with how he feels. Maybe he doesn't feel a relation to, to, that part because he doesn't he's never maybe he's never experienced it um but now he is now he is being experiencing being treatly treated unjustly by police like so you know so I think that's why she kind of brought it up but at the end of the day like sorry I just found her name it's Crystal West um and basically I just think it's a little bit hypocritical of her bringing up that interview and saying that she won't sign the petition um I don't think that's right. Like, she believes the people that face police brutality need advocacy. But because ASAP doesn't have the same views as her about things, or she degrees, disagrees with him on certain things, that he doesn't deserve advocacy, even though he is being 
treated unjustly. Obviously, these are different cases of being treated unjustly. Um, these kids are getting, these people are getting murdered on the streets by police. He's arrested and not getting proper um, legal representation. So I can see where that differs. And I know it's like almost like apples, almost apples to oranges. But the context of the situation is, you know, you can't just... We, we, we can't, this is not tit for tat. We can't be petty. This is still somebody's life. And I think that we have to show humility and grace. Um, we don't know if he still thinks this way. And even if he does, that's not for us to decide how he should be treated. It's not for us to judge. It's not for us con- to condemn. And, uh, you know, we have to show God's goodness, like here on earth. We have to really give people grace. And this is a situation where I think like ASAP said some things, it's coming back around, but I think he deserves grace. He doesn't deserve to uh, have this brought back upon him. And I don't know, like people are like, this is his karma. This is this, this is that. I just think that like situations like this can change you for the better for years to come. And maybe this is something that'll open up his perspective on situations that go on in Ferguson and other parts of the world. And if not, then so be it. But again, I think in situations like this, we show humility and we show grace. So that's my thoughts on that. What else happened? This is so much, you guys, there's so much going on this week. I don't even know where to start or where to finish. Um, Jermaine Dupree talking and nobody asked. Uh, I guess the interviewer asked. I didn't ask. But uh, why did he need to say that? Why did he need to cause a controversy? If you missed this, basically he was doing an interview and the um, woman asked him, who's your favorite rapper out right now? He's like, I don't know. Huh? He's your female rapper. That's right, Lena. Who's your female rapper? He's like, favorite female rapper. He's like, I don't know. She was like, Cardi B or this person. And he was just like, I don't know. And then he proceeds to say how... um, the female rappers aren't really showing us who's the best because they're all talking about the same thing. And by the same thing, he means that they're all talking about, you know, there were strippers and they're all talking about being strippers and they're all talking about, you know, their stripper life and dancing, life before dancing, life um, after dancing. And you know what? I have to tell you, this is also a little hypocritical because there was a time and still kind of is, but especially back then where a lot of the male rappers were talking about similar things, which was... um drug dealing, murder, sex, you know, and those were things that were very prominent in the songs of hip hop a while ago, probably during his era. Not all, but a lot. So, um, I don't know. I just, uh, and I think he's wrong. I don't, I don't really, maybe there's a few women that used to dance and now don't, but even if they're talking about stripping or they were, who fucking cares? Like, so what? That's a part of their story. Just how, drug dealing is a part of a, another artist's story. Do you see what I'm saying? And, you know, I tried to find the bright side in this because I think that, like, there's always a bright side. There's always a gray area. And the one thing I can think of is, like, maybe this is the time, and it unfortunately has to be on Jermaine Dupri's expense, that female rappers can unite a little bit because I think that this hip-hop and the music industry, particularly for female rap, I don't know why male rappers can coexist but female rappers, for some reason, cannot. Like, there's always a problem. There's always a competition. There's always oh, One always has to be better. There's always a beef with female rappers. And it's really unfortunate because there's so much talent. And I definitely think that the stage and the platform can be shared. So maybe 
this is the opportunity to take something so negative and turn it into kind of like a force. Like these female rappers could come together and be like, why don't fucking talk about what we're saying? Like not saying gang up on him, but kind of unite and be like, this is why I think this female rapper is great. This is why I think this female rapper is great. She's not talking about this. And even if she is, who fucking cares? This is a time for female rappers to unite. And um, yes. Lena just showed me a video of Cardi B actually paying homage to some female rappers, four of them, who are great lyricists, and she says that they deserve better recognition. So, oh my God, I'm right on brand. I'm right on point. Um, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Like, let's use this like negative and turn it into a positive. Like, don't let these. First of all, men create your like create a narrative for all female rappers. Like, don't like stand your ground. And I think she is, and um. Because I think that she was the one that was targeted the most because she is she was a stripper and she has a huge, huge like following, huge platform now. So, yeah, I think that's who he was mainly referring to, in my opinion. Um, but even if it wasn't, she is starting the trend and she is showing love to female rappers. So shout out to Cardi B always. Always. She's such a politician. <laughs> She's so strategic. I like her. All right, the last thing I'm gonna talk about in Talkworthy, God, this has been the longest Talkworthy I think I've ever done in my life. How many minutes are we in now? All right, the last thing I wanna talk about is cultural appropriation. What is it? Does anyone know what it is? I don't really know what it is because you know what? I'm confused. It's like I know what it is, but then I see people being accused of it and I'm just like, are. So it's not what I thought it was. I'm fucking confused per usual. So Rihanna was on the cover of Harper's Bazaar China. She was wearing like traditional Chinese clothes with the hair and the makeup. And um, there is a lot of shit on social media accusing her of cultural appropriation. Some people are like, if you are going to call Kendall Jenner... Um, with an Afro-cultural appropriation, then this is definitely cultural appropriation as well. And then people are accusing Ariana Grande of cultural appropriation because on the cover of Vogue, she's a little bit more tan than usual. And then, of course, you know, what's been going on with Kim Kardashian and Kimono, people are saying that's cultural appropriation. All right, so I decided to read you guys the definition because Maybe it'll help all of us understand. So cultural appropriation, at times also phrased cultural misappropriation, is the adoption of elements of one culture by members of another culture. This can be controversial when members of a dominant culture appropriate from disadvantaged minority cultures. So first of all, we're speaking, I'm just going to speak about Rihanna. First of all, are the Chinese considered a minority culture? There's more Chinese people in the world than the rest of us. I don't know. Like, that's a question. Um, I'm, I'm going to be very transparent with you guys. I don't know. I'm oftentimes confused about what's cultural appropriation unless it's very, very, very obvious, okay? Some people are saying this is not cultural appropriation because Rihanna had a, an entire, the entire team was um, Chinese, everybody. They dressed her, they did her hair, they did her makeup. So to me, I have to tell you, this almost seems like she's paying homage to the culture um, and not trying to take the culture and make it like hers or it's not for personal gain. I guess that's the way I would differentiate and really break down what is considered cultural 
appropriation or misappropriation is what was the intention and what is it for? What's the gain? So uh, this isn't really for personal gain. So to me, it appears like that she's paying homage and respect to the Chinese culture. All right, guys, that's it for the talkworthy segment. That was a lot. Um, now we're going to move on to dropping gems. And I want to talk about immigration in this week's episode because it's just, a, there's a lot going on right now. And I wanted to hold off on this topic because it is very much near and dear to my heart because I am an immigrant and I feel very passionately about this. But I just feel inclined to talk about it because the government has decided to continue their ICE raids. Um, and, you know, this information, I saw this in like a, a social media post, an article. I think uh, it's announced that like ice raids will continue beginning on this weekend or Sunday or something like that. And somebody commented and said something along the lines of like, if I have to get a new driver's license or something, you guys should be getting your documentation. Like you need to basically insinuating that illegal immigrants need to handle their business and get their ducks in a row and get their documentation and their citizenship if they don't want to be deported. That shit pissed me off more than anything in a very long time. I don't think that people who aren't immigrants or don't work in immigration or just people who live in a fucking bubble and have never done an ounce of research understand how difficult it is to gain a U.S. citizenship, first of all. Second, even a green card. It is so hard. It takes years. It's not like you can walk up to a fucking embassy and be like, hey, I'm Mexican. I want to live in the U.S. Can I please have a citizenship? It doesn't fucking work like that. It takes years. And for a lot of people are actually denied. And my problem is like, People are putting a lot of blame. They're calling these illegal immigrants criminals, um, those who aren't, but because they're here undocumented and illegally, people are claiming that they're criminals. People think that these illegal immigrants want to be undocumented. That is not a fucking dream for anybody. You can't, once you're here illegally, first of all, you can't leave to go see your family. There's people who haven't seen their families in different countries for 15, 20 years because they're here illegally. And if they leave, they won't be, be able to come back. Okay, first of all, they, they want their fucking rights. Do you think illegal immigrants want to be looking over their shoulder every day, wondering if it's going to be the day that they get deported? Like nobody wants to be in this country, undocumented. But that is the reality because getting citizenship in the United States is very difficult and it can take years. And honestly, it can also never fucking happen, okay? I am very fortunate to be in this country. I think this is an amazing country. This is the greatest country in the world. I do believe that with all of its faults, America is a country full of opportunities. We have some of the best people in the world that live here. I really do believe this country is everything that people who don't live here assume that it is. However, I, I wasn't born here either. I am an immigrant and it took my family 10 years and I was younger. I didn't even know this. It took them nine to 10 years to get the proper paperwork to be able to move to this country legally. We lived in Russia and you know our our situation wasn't as bad as 
the life of people who live in Mexico or some of these third world countries. We were okay in those nine years. It was still difficult for us, but we weren't in constant day-to-day struggle, you know, sometimes unable to feed our family or felt like we were in danger. So although we did get our documentation, we did move here legally, we were citizens, we got a green card, we got our citizenship, we did everything by the books. It still took nine years, but we did it in nine years in a place where it was okay. We were able to get by. People who live in these countries that don't have proper, I don't know, they don't pay them. There's there's violence. The government is corrupt. These people that are literally leaving everything behind, crossing fucking borders, walking through mountains for weeks, months at a time just to come to America for, and I'm, I, when I say this, I mean this with every bone in my body for a better life. That is the only reason these people are coming here to provide a better life most of the time for their children, oftentimes not even themselves, most of the time for their children, but just for a better life, like just basic necessities to live a better life. And the fact that people can't see that and don't understand that, and so many people don't have empathy for illegal immigrants, it really does break my heart. And a lot of that has to do with the ideology and the environment that this government in particular has created. Before I continue, I want to kind of just talk about what that process looks like to become a legal citizen and to have your citizenship. There are different categories to your citizenship. There are You are put in a different um, ranking when you apply for your citizenship, whether you have a child here, whether you have a parent living here, um, if you're trying to go through your country's legal system through the U.S. Embassy in in your country. There are different categories where you're put in once you apply for your citizenship. One of the categories can take up to 22 years. If you're married, if you're the married son or daughter of a citizen, it can take you 22 years to get your citizenship if you even get approved to do it. Okay. 1.3 million people from Mexico are awaiting green card status and they're outside of the U.S. Those people aren't even in the U.S. and they're waiting to get their green cards to come here, okay? So those are just the people that are live there and they've been on the list forever, some of them probably 22 years. Um, according to the Dallas News, they've been processing green cards since 1995. That's almost 25 years ago. Imagine some of these people living in the situation that they're living in for 25 years, waiting to get the proper documentation. And these are people who have the money to start the process. A lot of people don't have the funds to even begin the immigration process. It's not like it's just free and you walk up there and you start to apply for yourself. There's a lot of things you have to do, especially if you want to get it right, especially if you need to get a lawyer. Some people can't even read. Some people can't write. Just to go through the proper channels, it is going to cost you some money. Diana Guerrero, who's an actress on Orange is the New Black, she did an interview with Refinery29, and she's been doing it for a while, um, talking about ICE and um, deportation because her parents were taken from her house while she was in school and because um, they were legal immigrants, but she was born here, so she was able to stay here, but her parents were sent back to Colombia. Now, she talks about how just a, she wrote a book. She's amazing. She's an activist. She's so transparent and her story just like really gives you chills, right? Um, One thing that she said in this interview is that like ICE shouldn't be able to exist. And I do agree with her 
to a certain extent. Now, there's different departments of ICE. Um, so I want to read this, guys, to you. Um, According to the New York Times, under President Barack Obama, the division prioritized removing undocumented immigrants who had committed serious crimes in the U.S. Mr. Trump, after taking office, took a more hardline stance and directed his administration to target anyone in the country illegally. So what does that mean? Instead of a department that was supposed to focus on removing undocumented immigrants who are actually committing crimes in this country... Mr. Trump and their government, like this party, decided to take it upon themselves to just start removing anybody who was here illegally. Um, this is problematic. You know, there's people who are drug trafficking, who are murdering people. Weapons are being smuggled into this country. Sex trafficking, fraud. Those are the criminals. And I do agree to a certain extent that there should be a department that is targeting those people. But not... The people, which is the majority of the immigrants, that are simply here just to provide and create a new and better life for their family. There's a budget of $1.3 billion a year for ICE to exist, for this department to exist, for them to go door to door and fucking remove people or harass people on the streets and ask them to see their documents if they even look look like they could be illegal. How do you look if you could be illegal? Like you're just discriminating against anyone who probably of darker tone. Because I highly doubt they're walking up to like Russian women, Chinese men, like asking them to see their documentation. I highly doubt it. So now we're not only removing people from their houses, which is just such a, there's some fucking human rights violation you're breaking, but now you're discriminating against people because they could potentially look like they're illegal. This whole thing is disgusting to me. So we have um, a friend, a girl who went to college with Lena and I, and she posted, I guess she lives in New York, and she posted on her story that um, ICE agents are on the trains in New York, and they're asking people to see their IDs. They're walking through the trains, and they're asking people to show their IDs to see if they have an ID, because if you don't, you're probably illegal. And um, how the fuck are they able to do this? Like, why can't you... Go like, they go these people, they go into houses. They go into warehouses, into schools, into churches, and start deporting people, start to ask to see their documents, and they remove them from this country if they're illegal. How is this allowed? Like, how, how can you come into someone's peaceful home and just deport them, you know? Um, if you are an illegal immigrant or you know somebody here who is illegal, you there are a few things that you can do. First of all, like, don't freak out. Stay calm. Ask to see a warrant if they have a warrant signed by a judge. Ask to speak with a lawyer. You can remain silent. You don't have to say anything. Um, and say you don't give them the consent to search you, search your property. Um, and you don't have to provide any immigration information. I think this is very important. I think that um, you guys need to know, people should know their rights because it's apparently it's already happening. So there are a lot of misconceptions about illegal immigrants, okay? And I think this is, a lot of them have to do as to why people feel so strongly about immigration. One of them is that immigrants are taking our jobs. Um, 
so one thing that I read is, and I, and I researched this because I'm like, is this true? Is this because a lot of you, this is the first argument that I hear. Um, and I read that immigrants are typically attracted to growing regions and they increase the supply and demand sides of the economy once they are there. Growing regions or like big cities. So Los Angeles, New York, these are the places, right? Let me tell you something. I can only speak to what I know and where I'm from. Here in LA, which we have a lot of immigrants, a great number, we're not fucking complaining about immigrants. We are, we don't encourage ICE here in Los Angeles. We are, California is one of the biggest state, right? We have the most people living here. We contribute the most amount of money to this country, I think. So we're not fucking complaining. You will rarely ever hear anyone in California saying anything about illegal immigration. If they're really from California and Los Angeles and they're raised here, I'm not talking about implants, okay? Um, The people outside of California and LA, and again, I can only speak to my city, are the loudest when it comes to this topic. And I think they probably have the least amount of immigrants. Another thing that I read is paying extra for taxes so they can li- so that undocumented citizens can live here and have social programs. Um, so again, most immigrants, especially ones that are illegal, they don't have access to government-funded programs. Okay, there's very few exceptions, probably like only Medicaid. So no, you're not paying all this extra money for people to live in this country illegally. And let me, news fucking flash, most of these people would like to be legal and pay their fucking taxes so they can have access to health insurance and all of the other things. Because right now, they don't, okay? I think that this administration has created a narrative, and it's a dangerous one, that claims immigrants are dangerous or are lazy or we should be aware, like they're they're harming our kids, they're taking our wives, whatever the fuck these people are saying, this is a dangerous narrative that they're creating. It's very divisive um, and it's immoral. This is inhumane and this is not my land. <laughs> this is not your land. Like, let's be clear, this is created by God and for his people. And just like you, these people are here and they deserve a better life. Um, This country was created by immigrants. People of different backgrounds is why this country is so amazing and what makes this country what it is. So to deny a better life for anyone that is different from you and that is not from this country is disgusting. And I will never be, maybe I'm so passionate about this because I'm an immigrant myself and I see what this country has done for my family. And I know what it can do to hundreds, thousands and millions of families. And I can see if this country was like completely overpopulated. And I know we have overpopulation in a lot of cities, but there is a lot of America to go around. Okay. There's a lot of States here. There's a lot of space here. There's a lot of land here. I'm not saying open the fucking doors and let everybody in. But what I'm saying is this is not the way to do it. This is not the way to do it. Making people wait 25 years to see their kids and maybe get a fucking green card is not the way to do it. Walking into people's houses and removing them from everything they've known for maybe 50 years is not the way to fucking do it. Again, 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 and again, be on the right side of history, you guys. So that's all I have to say. Um, I will leave a link below that uh, from the ACLU that kind of discusses what your rights are if you are an illegal immigrant. And um, that's it. Thank you guys for so much for listening. Make sure to leave a rating and a review. Subscribe. Follow me on the podcast app, on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuff.